Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Uh-huh. Happy Monday for all of you happy, listening. Happy Monday. Or Sunday. I, if you're a bonus listener, you get it on Apple. You get it a little bit early. Oh, yeah. to your mother. Yeah, I'm having the Monday of Thursdays. It's a Thursday when we're recording this. I just dipped out of my child's music recital. My child is playing the violin. I did not know this, by the way. (laughs) She doesn't play it very often. I don't know how they're still letting her do it. She has all these things that say I have to sign it. She has to play me a song. Mm -hmm. And I never sign it because she never plays it. I signed it like once. And she played something that resembled a song. Okay. But she told me, she's like, I just get so nervous. I don't think I really need to practice. You're like, okay. no, that's why so you practice. <laughs> I had no, I had like real low expectations for this musical performance because I thought, well, you know, how good could they be? You know, they sounded pretty good. And there was no like cat screaming in the background being my child, being the one off yeah, key. Good. You know, she just kind of assimilated with the whole thing, you know, the whole maybe twinkle, she's- twinkle, all that shit. Maybe she's a musician. Maybe. So I uh, made it to the performance, waved, took a video, all of that. I'm like, man, I got it going on. I'm going to get back. I've been hustling Tab's ass about how we're going to get started on time today. She really I has. also have early pickup and I have a parent-teacher conference and an appointment at the tutor. You know, so I got like, I cannot be late. So um, I get in the car. First of all, I couldn't escape the school. You know, they locked that shit up. And I walked in through the office. I thought I could oh, just God, go out. Yeah. I ended up doing one of those things where I opened the door and it was the principal having a meeting oh, with parents. No. Yeah. I'm like, oh, sorry. My bad. I finally escaped the fucking school. And then I get to my car and this mom calls me and she's like, I have your daughter here. She's kind of upset. Oh, no. And, Ruby, and Ruby's like, why did you leave? You're like, girl, like, I have work I'm to do. Sorry, I'm trying to do everything. Now I gotta so, go to yogurt land. Oh, is that how you made it up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> She's fine. Gotta squeeze yogurt land into the day. Yeah. yeah but it's just, you know, it's tough. Yeah. You know, I know. Right. Shoot. Uh yeah. Sean's going out of town this weekend. And so I've got two tournaments. And another kid that doesn't have anything. So he's like, I want to go to a friend's house, which is 30 minutes away. I'm like, okay, I'm going to figure all of it out somehow. Yeah. But I get it. I mean, you guys all get it. Everybody gets it. It's, it's yeah, There's a it's, lot of balls. Some of them get dropped. <laughs> Some true. of them get tickled. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Oh, gosh. 
You know, that is one cure, they said, for kidney stones. If you guys listen to our Patreon, Tickle the know balls. that my husband has kidney stones right oh, now. Oh, I'll bet he doesn't hate that. And one of the things is like, you got to open up that area. And I'm like, <laughs> are, are you sure? Or is that just what they, you know, it's, it's what I'm like, I, is I this just a male doctor. Yeah, yeah right. I don't know. Speaking of that area, I went to go see the Magic Mike movie. Okay, guess what? Because of you, I'm going on Wednesday. Oh, see, she's she's such a jelly belly. It's not really jelly belly, it's FOMO. I have FOMO. I don't want you yeah, to see it does. and I don't see it. I got to see uh, Listen, I Hello, I am the first Channing Tatum like Oh, la, yeah, she's uh, Channing my... Tatum OG. That's her type. Yeah. So yeah, the fact that I wasn't going to see it in the movie theater really was like not okay with me. So it's really not my thing. But this new group of moms invited me, and I felt like if I didn't go, they'd never invite me to anything again. And I'm hard up for friends, so you know, I went. Being you enjoyed sick. it, yeah, I enjoyed it. But like, I don't get it. Okay, so like the first, <laughs> you know, twenty minutes is him and Celia Hayek, and Selma. they're dry humping Selma. They're dry humping all over the place. He's doing the the dance for her. Well, that's fun. I don't get I don't get how that is so hot. I mean, like, get down to business. Like, why don't you just watch porn? I don't Dude, get it. This is probably rated R, not rated X. Okay. You gotta like cannot be showing the junk all over the place. If you want that. Yeah, well, I'm like, if that is what you're, that's what like gets your rocks off. Why not just see the X-rated stuff? It's just me. Yeah, it's just you. Okay. (laughs) It's just you. Just me. Anyways, fun night out though. Okay. So you have crimes or one crime? One. Okay. Crime. Okay. Well, get to it. Today's case is a listener suggestion from Corrine Farrell. Thanks, Corrine. Corrine, thank you. Yeah. Today, I am going to tell you about a lady named Brenda Heist. Back in 2002, Brenda Heist worked as a bookkeeper for a car dealership, and her husband, Lee, worked for a copier paper company. Brenda and Lee had two children, a nine-year-old girl named Morgan and a 13-year-old son named Lee. He was like Lee the fourth or fifth or some shit, right? Which I never get it when people go beyond the third. My grandfather's, no, my great-grandfather's name was Lee. I don't really find a lot of Lees out there. You don't? I was just about to make a joke how that's so uncommon. I feel it's like really it's really like, a common name. It is tab. like the first yes. name. Yes. It's my my brother's second name. So I don't know. I feel like it's just a middle name or a last name. I don't know. Lee. Okay. It's first name. Okay. Common first name. Okay. Back in the day. Not today. Back in the day. Okay. Well, Miss Brenda was a really active parent. She was her daughter's basketball coach and room mom. So clearly she's a much better parent than I am. She's both. You're just given today. Clearly. Are you, aren't you a room mom? I am a room mom. Yeah. I don't do like a whole lot of shit except for. I'm a room mom too. Yeah. Contribute. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Brenda and Lee owned a home in Littitz, Pennsylvania. What is, she- <laughs> is that called? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Littitz? Littitz. Littitz. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I know that it's called they make, lidits, do they make but I like to like say little tits. Little tits. Little tits. That's what I thought. <laughs> little tits. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> little tits. Sounds like a rapper, right? It, it does. Like little nose. I know. Yeah. So yeah. can we just call it little tits? Yes. Yeah. And I know I'm wrong, but I don't want to be right. How about that? Okay. <laughs> Suck it. All yeah, you that's right. naysayers. Yeah. Suck my little tits. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So Lil Tits is relatively small town, around 10,000. Relatively? That's really small. Yeah, it's small. Okay. It's about an hour and a half outside of Philadelphia. Brenda and Lee had paid $103,000 for their four-bedroom home. That same home goes for $300,000 now. So, you know, you can get a feel for what it's like there. Uh, sounds like Brenda and Lee were working the grind to keep up a kind of a lower middle-class lifestyle. And it had caught up with them after 20 years of marriage. According to Lee, they had disagreements about money and he admits he could be immature about it. And as a result, their marriage was not working for them anymore. So they made plans to separate. It's always the money, man. Money, number money, one money. reason for divorce that's right that and the cheating right right which sometimes the cheating is motivated by money with somebody who has money yeah true yeah yeah so it's always comes was back to money. brenda okay. cheating with somebody that had more money no no okay no nobody was cheating it sounds like it was pretty amicable they had worked out a custody agreement between them they agreed to spend holidays together. Oh, that's nice. They were like still, they were separated, but they were still doing life together. What is that um, called? Gwyneth Paltrow calls that uncoupling. Conscious uncoupling. (laughs) Yes. They made, they might've been the OG conscious uncouplers. Okay. Okay. So they were preparing to sell the home that they had owned together for the last three years. And I mean, they're like, I don't know, their way of uncoupling, you could say, you know, she's like still doing his laundry. You know, they would talk during the day, like, can you pick up some dinner? Sounds pretty grown up. But at the same time, like, we got to sell the house. We got to get on with this. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, it's good. I mean, I guarantee if I ever, I would never separate from my, the love of my life. But if I am a colleague, but if I did, I guarantee I would not be a grown up about it. (laughs) You would not be asking him what he wants for dinner. (laughs) No fucking way. I know. I don't think so either. No. Okay. So they sound like they're doing pretty good. Okay. Okay. So Brenda grew up in a military family moving around a lot. And so it was especially important for her to provide stability to her children. She was adamant about finding housing that, you know, wouldn't mean her kids had to switch schools. She took two days off of work to focus on that. She had a meeting scheduled in nearby Lancaster, Pennsylvania to see about getting housing assistance. Brenda had four brothers and spoke regularly to one as well as her mother. And they say Brenda was ready to start a new chapter and she didn't seem particularly overstressed, which I think is being overstressed is actually acceptable if you're going through a divorce. I would have, I would be overstressed. Just yeah, saying. you'd be overstressed. Yeah. But that just wasn't the case for Brenda and Lee. So on February 8th, 2002, Brenda dropped off her kids at school. She set out pork chops to defrost for dinner, which I don't think I eat enough pork chops. I never think about them. I 
do not particularly like pork chops. Huh, once in a while, I could do a pork chop. Okay. Well, maybe you should make them tonight. I'm not in cooking. honor of Brenda. Oh. Okay. How about tomorrow? No. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe next week. Maybe when this episode airs. Let's revisit. Hey, let's say Monday. In honor of Brenda after. Oh, okay. uh, Episode is over. Okay. Okay. Brenda might be a bad Brenda. Brenda might be a Karen. She. Well, no spoilers. Okay. Okay. I'm not. I'm not thinking anything yet. Okay, don't, yeah, don't worry your pretty little head right now. <laughs> okay. 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 So Brenda talked to Lee on his lunch break, you know, at the copier place. Didn't, by the way, didn't usual, we, yes, we did talk about a Brenda before and we were like, don't be a Brenda. Remember in Probably. one of our episodes, we were like, don't be a Brenda. We changed it to Brenda. You don't remember this. My sponge is so effing full this week. <laughs> no. She's like, do you understand? I did a three-part episode on Elvis for our <laughs> Patreon. I was like, yes, I do know. We just finished it. And if you guys haven't listened, Gretchen went real deep. And so please go to our patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime or follow us on Apple subscription and you can hear all about it. But I remember this and you guys that have binged our episodes in the last couple of weeks will be like, yes, you did. It just was probably. And they'll two years understand ago. my sponge is full, right? Yeah. Shit going on right now. Okay. okay. So, anyways, so did Brenda. She talked to Lee on his lunch break per usual about like they just talked about the usual stuff. Wait, even again, when you're getting I would divorced? Not, yes. I mean, do you even do yeah, that? Yeah, I wouldn't be married. No, I wouldn't be. Yeah, I do, but I wouldn't be doing that if I was getting divorced. Okay. No way. You're better than me. We talk on the phone on his lunch break because we don't get a chance to talk when he comes home because the children are like all up in our grills. Yeah, true. Yeah. Lee says it's just nothing amiss about this conversation, just like normal. Well, then Brenda and Lee's children got home that day from school and Brenda wasn't there. It was around three o'clock. So the kids called their father at work. Lee wasn't initially concerned, so he just kept telling the kids like, hey, guys, call back in 30 minutes if she still hasn't shown up. Mm-hmm. They ended up calling him four times before he left his office around 5 p.m. and came home. When Lee got home, he called the police. There wasn't really an initial panic because there was no sign of a struggle or a break in at the family home. Her things were still there, you know, but her car was missing. So police issued a bolo, you know, be on the lookout. Okay. Brenda's family and friends were all contacted and the feeling was maybe she needed to get away for a minute. Although for her to not tell her children about it would be out of character, but, you know, she's had a lot on her mind lately. Maybe she went to go see a friend or relative. Her family was mostly in Texas and Idaho, but none of them heard from her. After hours of Brenda being missing turned into days, panic began to sink in. Brenda's car was found four days later after she was last seen two blocks from a bus station. There was no sign of a struggle in her vehicle, just no sign of Brenda. Was her purse and wallet with her or was it in the car? I don't think her purse was in the car. 
Okay. But I can tell you her credit cards or anything like that. None of it was. None of it was used. Used. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then let me ask you one other thing. What year was this again? 2002. So she would have had a cell phone. She didn't have a cell phone. Okay. Okay. You know, they were struggling financially. Yeah. Right? It was like and not everybody years. had. Yeah. Not everybody yeah. had a cell phone back then. And I don't even know that she had a credit card. I think she just had an ATM card. Okay. It was also those like pay for, you pay for every freaking minute during that time. Remember? Right. Oh yeah. 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 I, yeah, I still remember my $750 phone bill. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> well, to buy a bus ticket, you have to show identification. And so they were able to see if she had possibly, you know, taken off on her own violation but there was no evidence that she had, you know, like per- purchased a ticket to ride. So as you can probably imagine, speculation started to turn towards Lee. Right. Mm-hmm. Police gave him a polygraph and he passed and he had an alibi. I mean, he was at work all day. He ended up losing his job, though, because now he had to manage the kids on his own. And had to help them cope with their mother's disappearance. He was able to sell the family home before it went into foreclosure. But then they had to move into an assisted living apartment. um, In a town about 20 minutes away from Lil Tits. Which is the total opposite of what, you know, Brenda had wanted for them. Yeah. Kids had to switch schools and everything. So a local church stepped in to help Lee and the kids and put out a $5,000 reward for information regarding Brenda's missing person case. Lee stayed in contact with Detective Schofield, who was working the case. Her friends and family began to think the worst that she had been abducted. That's what I would think. The not knowing was excruciatingly painful for Brenda's father, who had been battling emphysema, and he took a turn for the worst. Six weeks after Brenda went missing, he passed away. Oh, no. So much stress. So much stress. I can't imagine living the nightmare of, you know, not knowing and thinking the worst. But you have to go on because you just, you know, you have to. Lee and the kids didn't have a choice. Yeah. They donated Brenda's clothes to charity and went on with their lives. Lee tried to advocate to get Brenda's case on the America's Most Wanted show. Mm-hmm. But at the time, they told him that they got hundreds of submissions and they were going to have to take a pass. Oh, bummer. He inquired about what was actively being done to find the mother of his children, you know, regularly. And he also regularly you know, asked them, like, I want to, am I still a suspect? Because that loomed over him. Mm -hmm. But of course, they they couldn't do that for him because they really had no leads. So kind of like everybody was a suspect. They don't know. Yeah, but that would be really tough because, you know, there were people in the neighborhood who he says wouldn't allow their children to play with his because like they felt some kind of way about Lee. Oh, well, they were getting divorced. I mean, the it looks bad. Yeah, listen, it looks it bad. Looks, it looks bad. Okay. So I would say it would look even worse if Lee was having an affair. Oh, then forget it. Or vice right? versa. Yes. Well, seven years went by and no leads on Brenda. And so Lee went before a judge and had her declared legally dead. 
He gave an interview after the court proceeding and was asked if he took the step because there was a $100,000 life insurance policy at stake, which I'm sure that played a big role in it. But he said, no, he said, we've just begun new lives and it's time to close out the past. I kind of believe that. Okay. Yes. $100,000 for them is a lot of money, but he could have done it couple years ago. I mean, he waited seven damn years. Like, I think you actually have to wait seven years. Oh, you do? To declare someone legally dead, but he's entitled to that $100,000. True. Right? Right. So, I mean, you know, I don't really, I don't fault him for that. And to also, two weeks later, he married somebody else. So he needed, you know, the ex-wife to be dead. He needed it off his marriage certificate. Yeah. Okay. Okay. When she was declared dead, her mother was also interviewed. And she said that she believed, you know, Brenda was with her brothers and her dad in heaven. And that's the only way she could bear it. She said, maybe it was so horrible that we're just not supposed to know what happened to her. She said, I know whoever did it will pay. I'm a firm believer that there will be justice when you pass on from this world. So Detective Schofield, who was working the case, said the case is still being actively followed up on. It sits on my desk. Her missing picture poster hangs in my office. I guess every detective has a certain unsolved investigation that they keep closest to them. And this is the one I've been attached to. Well, 11 years after he started working the case, he finally got a phone call that answered the question, what happened to Brenda? Stop it. 11 years later? Yes. Police in Key Largo, Florida, called Detective Schofield to tell him they believed they had missing person Brenda Heist in their custody. Key Largo, baby, why don't we go? To the Kokomo. Tell me, she ditched her family to go to Key Largo? He asked for a picture to be sent to him immediately, which I just sent you. Okay, hold on. So tell the people what you see. Whoa. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God, I remember this. I see. Okay, so the original picture is of a dark haired woman with dark eyebrows which she penciled in. That was part of one of the things why they said, like, she couldn't have left. She wouldn't have left her eyebrow pencil. <laughs> she had no eyebrows. Because the she other was... picture is of a blonde-haired woman with no eyebrows. And she right. looks like she has been doing a lot of methamphetamines and picking her skin. Well, she does. She's got that scar. She? Yes. She looks like she's been living a hard life for sure. I know the type. Okay. But there's well, no like me. open meth scores. Okay. There are. Look at her on her upper lip and her. It looks pretty rough. Comparatively okay. to the left side picture. But looks looks rough for sure. Okay. So basically the detective gets the picture and is, I mean, it's very clear it's the same person, though they look very different. I mean, yeah, I guess. I, I, okay. It's kind of, you know, this Madeline. You McCain, can tell it's the same person. Though. But did yeah, you see the Madeline McCain thing? No. Some girl just said she thinks she's Madeline McCain or McCann, however you say it. And she looks similar. 
And she's like side by side when she's a kid and side by side of what they think she's looking like as she ages. And um, she looks similar. They're going to do a DNA test, but I don't think it's her. I think she's fake news. Yeah. It sounds like fake news. It sounds like approach. If you think you really are approach the family privately, do a DNA test and uh, be done with it. Right. Not like announce it to the world. Talk about doing a DNA test. (laughs) Well, yeah, the family had to say yes or no first. Right. Uh, Okay. So anyways, we're, we'll get back to that. We don't have any information on that yet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this detective who, you know, he's been working this case for 11 years, mm-hmm. sees this picture and is like, holy shit, it's Brenda. So he hops on a plane and flies down to Florida the next day to get her story. Her story was that the day she had disappeared, she had gone to her appointment to see about getting housing assistance and she was denied. So she went and sat on a park bench and cried about how she was going to be able to move on with her life and provide for her children. While she was there, two homeless men and a woman approached her and comforted her and told her they were part of a community of sorts that travels around via hitchhiking and lives in tents under bridges or wherever and panhandles. And if she would like to join them, then she was welcome. And at that moment, completely spontaneously, she decided her children were better off without her. And she left. What? That's so sad. I know. It took her about a month to hitchhike to Florida. Okay, side note. Lee spoke out after she was found and stated that she had told him before they met, she had hitchhiked across a couple states. You know, hitchhiking is not my thing. It was Brenda's <laughs> thing, right? I mean, and it's Speaking. Kai's thing. If you watch the, you know, hatchet wielding hitchhiker, which we're going to be talking about, uh, yeah, on this he got across the country. A patron. Yeah, he went from the Bay Area, Northern California, to New Jersey in a month, hitchhiking. Right. Mm-hmm. So I guess it is a form of transportation that works. It that it's like surprising to me. You could get that far. But happens. She told the detective that she had been a vagrant, mostly on and off for the last 11 years. And she was at the end of her rope now. And so she decided to turn herself in. So Detective Detective Schofield, who shout out to this guy because he just seems really legit. He called up Lee and Brenda's daughter and asked to meet them at a restaurant. And then he had to like drive, you know, like far to like meet them apparently too. Um, But he wanted to give them the news in person. They say they were expecting to hear the news that they'd been waiting for, which was that they'd found her body. And, you know, this was not what they expected yeah. at all. The news for them was very emotional and complicated, but from what I gather, their reaction was mostly pissed. Okay. So on the part of Morgan. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, you left your entire family, your children to think you're dead. Well, yeah. So Morgan tweeted thoughts on my mind. You will never gain my love or respect. You deserve to rot in hell for what you've done to me. Oh my God. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So it, you know, it was like that. Lee's position was like, I just want to support my kids. He said he had no desire to see Brenda, but he could forgive her. You know, dude. He asked the detective, it's gnarly. So he asked the detective if he could personally call Brenda's mother and give her the news. Well, for Brenda's mother, Jean, of course, she had a million questions, but she was elated that her daughter was alive. 100%. That's your kid. You're never going to be like, yeah, I want my kid dead instead of here. She doesn't have the same feeling, you know. The daughter is like, how could you leave me? Right. You're the worst mother ever. Right. Well, when the news hit that, you know, declared dead Brenda Heist had actually been living as a vagrant in Florida for the last 11 years broke, some people came forward and said, whoa, hold up. We know her. And she hasn't exactly been like homeless the whole time. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is, It starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences, and then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. Our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert bill portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk and including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and ACORN's fees before investing. 
Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorn Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Rose dot co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's r o dot c o slash clink listeners did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year and if that's not bad enough most cleaning formulas are 90% water which is heavy to ship leading to excessive carbon emissions plus those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia that's a lose lose situation for you and the planet nobody's trying to have that enter blue land blue land is on a mission to eliminate single use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh. 
fresh and clean, Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Well, let me tell you, mylifeinabook.com is a very unique service. I did it for my mom and my grandmother, and it has been amazing. It basically turns your mom's life stories or your grandmother's or anybody that you think is special in your life into a book. So here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send a question via email to the special person, whoever you choose. You can ask custom questions too, but I just kind of let my life in a book choose what questions to ask. And then your special person like your mom can type their response or they can record their voice. And my life in a book compiles it all in a beautiful keepsake for you. And guess what? They can even create audiobooks. I mean, this is such a unique gift that will last a lifetime for you, your mom, your children, your children's children. It is the best gift you can give. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use our code clink at checkout for 10% off. This is an unforgettable gift for you and your mom. Get it today. Use our code clink, mylifeinabook.com. Brenda's story is not always consistent as to her lifestyle, but we know enough chunks of time based on some peeps that came forward who were mostly former employers of Brenda. See, Brenda would advertise her house cleaning services on Craigslist and work for cash. Okay. According to an employer that she had grown close to, She had met a man named Jim Stewart in 2003 at none other than Outback Steakhouse, Tab. No way. In 2003, we were both working there. Uh, Right. Not at this one. Not at this one. In Florida. Across the coast. That's where it all started. That's true. Well, that's where it all started for Brenda and Jim as well. They began a relationship that lasted seven years. Oh, Until she was pronounced dead. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Right. Um, Wow. That is a long relationship. It really is. Right. She lived with this man. Did she go by Brenda? Well, no. She began her relationship with him within a year of her disappearance. So I don't discount her saying that she was you know, living the vagrant life, but I just don't think she ever did it for too long. She clearly was doing some kind of drugs or hard alcohol or something. Cause her, I don't think you start looking like that. You know, I think I've looked and looked at that picture and I'm going to show you some other pictures of her just like sun kissed out. Like I think she is just one of those kind of like hollow looking people. Okay. That it just doesn't take that much hard living for her to look like that. Okay. I could see that. Because what, how old was she in the first picture, by the way? I think she was like 41. Okay. I could be wrong about that. All right. Okay. So 
you know, within a year, she's like booed up living with this guy. This employer woman who knew her told the Lancaster News Press that Brenda's relationship with Jim was full of vacations to New Orleans and the Caribbean and, you know, trips to visit his family in Kansas during the holidays. What? Yeah. With this guy and not her family? Did she like ever say like, I have kids? No, 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 she did not. Oh, my God. I'm going to get to the part where I tell you about the name she went by because the boyfriend always dressed up like the woman describes as like he just stepped off a yacht. Mm -hmm. And so she called him Thurston Howe, like the Gilligan's Island character. (laughs) So Thurston's wife's name on the show was Lovey. So that that became Brenda's nickname, Lovey which is what people reported being the name that she used with them for, you know, a long time. Yeah. She also went by the name Kelsey Smith, or she would say, my name is Kelsey, call me lovey. You know, I mean, Kelsey Smith, boring name. But the reason why Brenda used it was because she had Kelsey's ID. Yeah, right. That's a good (laughs) When you're in Brenda's position. Somebody stole my purse once or twice. And Sean, uh, my son, Caden, was like, what are they going to do with your ID? I mean, they don't look like you. And I was like, oh, somebody looks like me, honey. And somebody is yeah. me today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Brenda and this gym guy ended up moving to none other than Pensacola, Florida. Oh, shout out, Susie shout Q. Out. That's right. At some point, and then after their seven years together, the honeymoon ended for these two, and they went their separate ways. Apparently, one of his main complaints about her was that she refused to get a real job. She, you know, only did the, like, work for cash thing whenever, you know, it came her way. Mm -hmm. What people that she worked for say is that she was a meticulous house cleaner. She was really good. Yeah, and I need one of those. Right? Which I can see, you know, I was thinking if I were, you know, to dip out of my life and become a nanny, I would be like so good at it. <laughs> you would make sure you like pick up all the dishes and clean. Yes. And like, yes. I would laundry like deal would be with folded. the kids. Are you sure? Because you don't even fold your laundry now. No, I don't. But no one's paying me to do it. <laughs> True. I'm a really good worker when you're paying me. When you're you not know? getting paid. Not so much. Shit don't get done. Shit yeah. don't get done. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeremiah's like, I pay you, bitch. Yeah, that is exactly. (laughs) Good thing he does not listen to this. Yeah. Okay. But I just think, you know, I would hire me. Maybe if you're looking for a nanny or a babysitter, maybe some mom that has like grown kids already. Yeah, that's a, I think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're probably better than like the young, you know, the college going kid. It's just going to be on their phone all the damn time. They're not going to do your dishes. It's true. Yeah, they don't get it. We just talked yeah. about this with the couple moms the other day about how their teenage babysitters don't pick up anything. And do you remember being a babysitter as a teenager? Like you would leave their house looking better than when you got there. Yes, but we didn't have phones. True. There was nothing else to do. Yeah, there was nothing else to do. And after like eight o'clock on a Friday, there's also no TV to watch. 
right? Like full yeah. houses over and yeah, nothing. might as well clean up. Right. Yeah. Hope for a tip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever. I would be a better me for someone else. Okay. Got it. Okay. So after she moved out of Jim's home, she answered a Craigslist ad for a woman who was looking for a nanny slash house cleaner slash roommate situation. Oh, which, you know, sounds perfect for Brenda, thing, right? Yeah. She lived with that woman for a year. She had a car, a computer, nice clothes, you know. This woman says that Brenda was evasive about her past, but she didn't want to pry. Uh, side note, I say pry. If somebody's going to live with you and your kids, maybe do a background check. Right? <laughs> well, like a baby. You probably should, actually. Not a maybe. Probably should. Especially if they're like, eh, you know, I can you just pay me in cash? Right. Kind of a cash girl. You I know? kind of don't have right? a bank account. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the few details that the employer of Brenda said that they gathered about Brenda was that she said she had a husband named Lee that was the love of her life, but he died a long time ago, as well as her mother. And she said that she wasn't able to have children. Oh, my God. I know. I would also be just like her kids. I'd be like, fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. Okay. Well, people describe her as, you know, sweet and kind and, you know, very helpful. They didn't suspect she was covering anything up that was, you know, shady. People knew that she didn't have a home, just worked for cash and moved wherever the wind took her. But they thought that it was like just part of her adventurous nature. Mm -hmm. Well, they also say she dated a lot. She met men online. She had a Facebook account, which has been taken down. Um, But we also know from other people's accounts, you know, Brenda spent time bouncing around all over Florida, you know, from Key West, Harpon Springs, Miami. So, I mean, bouncing around working for cash doesn't seem like she's hurting anyone except for, you know, of course, the family that thought she was dead. Yeah. But she it, she wasn't really not hurting anyone because she would steal their identification whenever she had the chance. Like she when she being, like did some clean their houses, house, so she yeah. would like take their ID. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. No, it's not nice. I think it's a federal offense, actually. <laughs> But if only your ID is missing and none of your like, credit cards, jewelry or anything, yeah. then you think you just misplaced it or something, yeah, right? Totally. So she was arrested over the years a handful of times for things like driving without a license, being in possession of the marijuana. But it's interesting, you know, you brought up the meth thing. I don't think she did anything harder no way. than the Mary Jane. There's no, I just don't believe it. She de- she's never been charged with anything like that. And no one's accused her of that. But she did like the doobie. Yeah. Back when this was all going down she's in the early 2000s. Like, it wasn't. for me to think that she's. I know. I know. It makes it even more unfair, right? Yes. Like if all she's doing is smoking pot, she should be so skinny. Dude, I have a friend that is a huge pot smoker and she is a thin rail. I'm like, girl. How, Not fair. How- <laughs> 
<laughs> the second I have, I could eat a cheesecake if I smoke a joint. I could eat a cheesecake if I don't smoke a joint. So like, getting that inside my system, stop it. Yeah, stop it. Yeah, I don't even do it because of that. Because I'm covered like, all I'm going to want to do is Cheetos. Eat. Yeah, that's what I would eat. A cheesecake covered in Cheetos. Honestly, like the, I look yeah. at people smoking marijuana and I'm like, oh, that's just going to make me fat. Not doing it for it, oh no God. other reason, because I know I'll want to eat. You know what? I let me just tell you a little bit. You know, I wasn't able to get my kids into Girl Scouts. Why? The troop was full. Oh, okay. okay. I tried joining another troop. It was like the timing didn't work or whatever. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, I see all the groups, you know, gathering for Girl Scouts and they always look at me like, oh, sorry. Sorry. You didn't make the cut. You know, troop is full. <laughs> you know, well, thank God, I, actually. Trust me. Let me tell you, thank God, because I just learned all about this cookie selling business. It's so, so I'm like, stupid. why don't you just go? sell Girl Scouts in front of the cookies in front of the green store. Well, this mom was telling me, oh, you can't do that. You are like designated like certain grocery store times or whatever. There's only certain places like they put like parameters on it and the green store is not one of them. And get this. If you don't sell all your cookies, you have to fucking buy them. No. So I'm like dodged a bullet, dude. Y'all are a bunch of suckers. Totally. With your girls. By the way, that's all. Okay. They're like, come on in, come on in. And they're like, we're a nonprofit, but we have yeah. so much fucking money. And our, but probably yeah, get your cookie game going on. Makes yeah. a million point five a year. It's a hustle. It <laughs> I wonder, by hustle. the way, how much the big wigs in Girl Scouts make. Dude, at $6 and, a box. And your kid is out there in the freezing ass cold trying to sell. Thin mints. Listen, my friend had to buy 200 boxes. <laughs> That's $1,200 <laughs> worth of cookies. So crazy. So crazy. Okay. And don't come for us also about like that oh, the Girl Scouts, how Girl great Scouts they are. Listen. I mean, like, yeah, we get it. I'm sure it's great. They do like archery and shit. It's cool, right? Yeah. Build friendships. Like I was saying, this was all going down in the early 2000s. The Mary Joanna was not, you know, like as like legal and acceptable as it as it is now. So people like kind of looked down on her when she was smoking it. When she would get booked by the police, she would just stick with whatever name she gave them the whole time. And sometimes they didn't believe that, you know, she was who she said she was. So she would just get booked as Jane Doe. And they would like keep her a month or so and then just let her go. So things really caught up to her when she was arrested in a Florida shopping center parking lot for having expired tags on her car. I mean, you know, you can see how it's like, if all you're doing is smoking pot, how are you managing to get yourself arrested all the time? But, you know, you drive in like a clunker, expired tags. Something looks sus. Yeah, they're going to they're going to hit you up. Anyways, the daughter of one of her house cleaning clients that had given her a room to stay at the time saw the arrest happen. At that point, Brenda had given the police the name Carol, which was someone else's information that she had stolen. But police found a purse with the ID that said Kelsey Smith in the car. 
Well, she said it wasn't her purse because she had to ditch the whole Kelsey Smith alias. I don't know why she was still holding on to that identification because um, Kelsey at this point was wanted for something else for some, yeah, for um, fraudulation, you know, whatever. Just um, real providing false doc. Yes. I found out how much the prior CEO um, of Girl Scouts made. Her name was Sylvia, and she made um, $732,132. Okay, that's not some change. I take it. Um, and the CEO uh, made a whopping $511,000, followed by the chief customer officer, at 449 CFO at 442. I mean, this shit is like, that is big money. Okay. So I just did uh, $700,000 divided by six. So that means $116,000 boxes of Girl Scout cookies had to be sold to pay that one bitch. Okay. <laughs> and your six-year-old, again, is standing in the freezing fucking snow. And it's so cold right now. <laughs> it's just so crazy. Ah, uh, the worst. Okay. Moving okay. on. If Moving your girls on. are on Girl Scout, okay. listen, my niece is in Girl Scouts. My sister-in-law is a troop leader. You know, it's it's a good organization. Okay. Let's just go. That they, Yes. 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 Know, have a lot of money. Okay, so Brenda had to ditch the, you know, Kelsey Smith alias because Kelsey at this point was wanted for providing false documentation, amongst other things, which, you know, so officers thought that was sus, Mm -hmm. like this isn't your purse, whatever. But they also found the marijuana and a pipe in her car. So she ended up being transferred to another county jail for being in possession of the Kelsey Smith stolen license. Well, then this woman's daughter came home from seeing who they knew as Lovey get arrested. And she called the police to find out what the charges were. And it kind of blew her mind. So she decided to go through the things of Brenda's that she had stashed at her house. She found a box inside a suitcase and in the box, she found car titles, social security numbers and IDs. So like she was a lot really of like, them. yeah, she like, was like, who the hell are you? Who, who is this woman? Yeah. Well, then and Brenda doesn't know that she knows all this. Right? right. So she calls her from jail and says something like someone stole my ID. I've been arrested for nothing. I'll be out in a few days to which the woman replied, uh, when you get out, you're not coming back here. And Brenda asked if she could at least just pick her up from the police station, which was 15 miles away. And she said, no, no, no can do. She said that the friendly woman that she had known turned into ice and showed up a few days later and picked up her things, which were all packed up for her. And, you know, she bounced. It was a few days after that happened that Brenda walked into a police station and gave them her true identity. Oh my gosh. I wonder what yeah. like cracked. Yeah, I think everything. Yeah. So 
that woman came forward to dispel the whole, like she was a vagrant panhandling for 11 years, you know, story that was making headlines. Cause it seems like she really wasn't. She does seem like she really wasn't. She just she was kind of no popping way. around. She says she's too smart for that. You know? Yeah. She also did like bookkeeping and stuff for people, which it's like, you guys, someone doesn't have an identification and you let them do your fucking books. <laughs> well, she has an ID. She has a lot of them. I know, right? Okay. I mean, yeah, give them the ID. You pull up like, you know, Kelsey Smith and well, not maybe Kelsey Smith because she's like also fraudulator, but you know, uh, Kelly Thompson and there you go, you know, right? Sweet as pie, has no record, looks good. Clink, clink. Clink, clink. Okay. Yeah. Look harder. Look real good. Okay. (laughs) As we should. Yes. Yes. You know, what do they say? Keep your mind on the money and my money on my mind. Okay. So Detective Schofield said at the press conference that he gave that he met a woman when he went down to Florida to speak with Brenda that had let herself go clearly, but she seemed to have all her mental faculties about her. Oh, she did. Even though she looks like she doesn't. Yeah. Even though she looks like she doesn't, she does. So what happens to someone that dips out on life for 11 years, legally speaking, you might wonder. I think nothing. Well, in Brenda's case, she was sentenced to a year in prison on charges for breaking probation on forgery charges. Okay. You know, that was one of her deals. Um, While she was serving her sentence, she got a visit from the most qualified person on the planet to get the real, what the fuck, Brenda? Why'd you do it? And that person is known as Dr. Phil McGraw. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. He went to prison to see her. Holy jeez. Yeah. yeah. He interviewed her from prison. I was unable to watch more than the clips that are on YouTube. Damn. I know. But I know from that he laid into her both, you know, compassionately and authoritatively with questions like, how could you not call? I wish I could do a good Phil impression. I know. You have to have like a little Southern accent. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Did you know that they (laughs) suspected Lee of foul play? Yeah. Hello. Lee could have gone to prison for your murder. People won't play with your kids, Brenda. That is terrible. Yeah. She now see the name is fitting, Brenda. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of is. Right. Okay. Well, what really happened? Brenda, you know, he wanted to know on the show, Brenda pleaded with her children for forgiveness. Oh, please. I would never. Okay. Well, I don't think they did. So they appeared on the show as well, but not with her. Okay. They were like, I don't want to see her ever again. Yeah. To this day, I don't think they have reunited reunited with her. Although I could be wrong about that, but there's no evidence of like a reunion on the interweb. You know, I, I did as much stalking as I could. I feel like dads skip out fucking all the time. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's different though. It, I, why? <laughs> Wendy's going to be like, how is it different? It's like, it, is. it just I is. I think it, it just is, is because those babies come out of your body. And, you know, it just is like when my son had surgery, when he broke his arm, 
You know, my son is obsessed with my husband. My yes, son does yes. not care about having friends. He would be perfectly happy if he could just hang out with my husband all the time. That's it. If I am in the room or and my husband comes in the room, like I don't even exist anymore. Yeah. When he had surgery and was throwing up, I was there when he woke up and we had to, because of COVID, you know, we had to trade off. And I was like, you want me to go get, you know, you want me to go get dad, whatever. They say no. No way. He's like, no, I just want my mommy. Don't, don't leave. Yeah. Because when it comes down to it, it's different. Yeah. I mean, unless you just have like two moms or two dads or whatever the, the situation is, of course, like it. It is what it is. That but. person, yes, that is a really good point because I think like like say you it was like two like gay fathers. It's whoever that nurturing person was that, you know, yeah. raised you, that's the figure right. that you are attached to. So it's just different. For that. Yeah. For that child. Yeah. 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 And in Brenda's case, it was Brenda. In their dynamic, it was Brenda. Yeah. Lee worked and Right. Brenda was there when they got home from school and whatever. So yeah, like they got home and then she was just out. Girl had a nervous breakdown or something. Yeah. Well, her kids have said in interviews that they hadn't ruled out the possibility of reuniting with their mother, but if they did, it would be to show her how much they've accomplished despite how much her actions have hurt them throughout their lives doesn't matter they don't yeah she did Brenda but i think they care. just were like fuck it yeah yeah i mean the daughter at the time when she was found alive was working three jobs and going to community college yeah it's like fuck you yeah, yeah. okay so on the dr phil show brenda was reunited with her mother okay her, her out to the prison yeah for the first time since going missing I also know that Phil offered to get her treatment upon her release and she took him up on that offer at a treatment facility in Texas, which is where she has lived ever since. No way. She's here. She is there. Where? Austin, Austin area. Okay. With her mother. Was Um, her mother living in Austin before or? Yeah. 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 So, um, has she turned it around? Well, no, she's, I mean, she doesn't have a social media presence that I could find. And so, and you know, nobody's caught up with her. That's the last thing I read. Okay. Well, hopefully I think she's just living like a pretty quiet life. But Listen, she, she decided to leave her whole identity behind whatever, how many years now? 20 yeah, 20 years. So, I mean, she got treatment and went on her way with her mother now, which I guess she has some family, but she didn't want her kids anyway. So, yeah, hopefully she's living a it's really healthier sad. life, I guess. But I, yeah, it's sad. OK, so lastly, I wondered about the insurance money. Remember, oh, right. we collected 100 yeah. G's back in 2010 when he had her declared legally dead. He got to keep it. Oh, good. He got to keep it because there was no evidence that he collected it under knowingly fraudulent circumstances with the insurance company. Yeah. But the insurance company is able to do is file suit against Brenda if they choose to. 
But it doesn't appear that they've done that, probably because she doesn't have a waste of time. She doesn't have shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, that was a crazy one. And I'm glad nobody died. That was okay. So are we? So now, are we? Cheersing to Brenda with the pork chops. No, no, we're not. No, okay, (laughs) but I didn't want to completely spoil it. Okay, I thought maybe Brenda was to Lee, to Morgan and Lee. I know to to Lee's new wife, to all of it. You know, I mean, sorry you had to go through that. I hope I hope that you you learn some lessons. Yeah, in the clean. I hope you get healthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, you guys, if you want more uh, of us, we're talking um, about the hatchet yielding hitchhiker coming up on Thursday. And that's on our bonus crime. If you listen on Apple, just go to subscribe right now. And if you don't listen on Apple, then go to patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. And also uh, follow us on all of our social media platforms. And if you want to see us, go to YouTube. We are there every, I think, Monday now. And we have TikTok. And we're going to be better about that. We are on my list. Reggie was really sick the last you want to know why Gretchen was sick, you can also go to Patreon. She tells you all about it. All it's about it. Juice. Listen, I'm in a dick cock all day Friday. <laughs> you are? Okay, that, good. Yeah, I got it on my list. <laughs> all right. Hopefully you guys have a lovely week. Clink, clink. Clink, clink.